Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Can you hear the sound of heaven? Can you hear the voices in heaven? Can you hear as the sound of heaven descend? Can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear? Yes. Is the sound of worship coming from the throne There are cries of adoration A strength from every nation Oh, let your voice be heard Let your voice be heard Let your voice be heard in the heavens Father, we are thankful 
this afternoon. Lord, we love you. We cherish your presence. Thank you for a mighty visitation. We are grateful, oh God. We thank you, oh Lord. We give you honor and we give you glory. Have your way. Let your trail remain amongst us. We thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God, we are grateful for your presence. We thank you. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. Why don't you give a mighty clap offering? unto the Lord a mighty clap offering to the Lord and you may be seated hallelujah wonderful well quickly let's um, go over our scripture of the week 1st Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 16 1st Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16 are you ready? You have your Bibles? Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16. Wonderful. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16. Hallelujah. Why don't we read it together? One, two, three, go. Please, please, wait, wait. Some people don't want to say it. We are reading it. We are not saying it we are not quoting it yet so as you hear all of your voices one two three go to the doctrine continue in them for in doing this thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee first timothy chapter 4 16 Wonderful. Is that a powerful scripture? Yes. Very powerful scripture. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Some of us, we take heed unto ourselves and we forget about the doctrine. But the scripture is saying, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. Continue in what? Continue in what? What are them? The doctrine. The doctrine. Continue taking care of yourself and continue in the doctrine. And he says, for so doing, when you do that, you will both save yourself and those who hear you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. When you hear the preaching of the word, take heed. Take heed. Amen. Amen. It was a very good advice from Paul to Timothy. Let's read it one more time. One, two, three, go. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. First Timothy 4 16. Wonderful. Can we try it? Let's try it. Let's try it. I believe in this church. Let's try it. Powerful congregation. One, two, three, go. Take heed unto thyself. And unto the doctrine, and unto 
Okay. The same tone. The same tone. Let's take the scripture off. Can we do that? Okay. The same tone. As, now this time, I want to hear louder from this side. One, two, three, go. Thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. First Timothy 4.16. Put your hands together for yourself. This time I think this side is winning. This side is winning. Wow. Powerful. Well, memorize the scripture. Take it. Use it for your quiet time. And I believe that God will bless you as you go through the scripture. Meditate on it, line by line, precept upon precept. Meditate on the scripture. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, we're going to have a short sermon. We're going to have a short sermon. Um, Last week, how many of you were here last week? You were here last week. Last week, we began sharing from a very interesting parable that Jesus told. Very interesting parable that Jesus told. Matthew chapter 13. The parable of the sower. How many of you remember what we shared last week? You see? Some of you don't even remember what we shared last week. That is why you have to hear it over and over and over again so that you become that 25% that hear the word and bear fruit. Amen. First, first, uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 1. It says, the same day, went Jesus out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. So he told them a lot of parables. Now this is one of the parables. We're going to learn a lot of Jesus' parables. They are very wonderful, powerful stories that Jesus used to illustrate what the kingdom of God is like. Hallelujah. A lot of times, Jesus will tell a parable to help us relate to the kingdom, help us to see from God's angle how he sees us. The next verse says, so he says, behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. Can we turn the microphones off here? Because I hear some echoes. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Some funny places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness. Of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Hallelujah. Psalm 34. 
Now, Jesus began to explain this scripture to them. When he finished preaching, he says, he that has ears, let him hear. Jesus was a very simple preacher. Amen. So at the end of the message, I'm going to say to you, he that has ears, let him hear. Amen. So if you go down to verse 13, verse 16, the same chapter, verse 16, he says, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Do you have eyes that see and ears that hear? It is a blessing when the word of God is preached and you understand it. Amen. Amen. It is a great blessing when the the word of God is preached and you can put yourself in it. It is a great blessing. It says, for verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. Do you hear? There were prophets, prophets of old. They desired to hear and see these things. The things that you are hearing now, the things that you seem to understand, the things that you seem to have heard from Sunday school that you still remember, Jesus is saying there were prophets and righteous men who had desire to see those things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. So he wanted to explain to them what this parable means. He says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not. Then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. Hallelujah. When you are coming to church, pray that when the word of God comes, you will understand it, and that the enemy will not come and snatch the word from your heart. Amen. That is how come some people leave church, and you ask them, how was church? You see, whilst you are here, you feel very excited. And you feel that the message was powerful. But as soon as you go out and someone asks you, how was church? You will say, oh, it was powerful. We had a wonderful time in church. What message? Even the topic you cannot remember. It says, what was the message about? And you don't seem to remember. Because as soon as the word came in your heart, the enemy came and took it out. The enemy snatched, catched away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So you see, the, the parable is telling us how messages are preached to a congregation like this. That there are four sections of the congregation. And Jesus is explaining these different sections. Hallelujah. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. You see, so you are very happy with what you hear. You receive the word, and it makes sense to you. With joy you receive it. Then, verse 21, he says, Yet hath he not root in himself. You know, many Christians do not have root in themselves. 
Many Christians have been in a church for a long time, but they have no root in themselves. Many Christians get excited about the word of God, but they have no root in themselves. He says, yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. That means you see the word is in you for a while. You can endure it. You make resolution about the ones that you are not talking to, that you are going to talk to them. You know, as you were in church and the word came to you, it endured. And as you were living here, you have purpose in your heart that no matter what this person has done to you, no matter what he has said about you, no matter what she has done to you, you are going to forgive that person and you are going to be friends with that person again. And the moment you see the person's face, you get angry. You see, so you see, it says, yet had he not root in himself. So the word came, you receive it with gladness, but because there is no root in you, all you received was the word that just came. You had no root. Now, the other root that you should have in you is that someone will wrong you seven times, but you have to forgive that person how many times? Isn't that amazing? But you have no root in, yourself, in, in, in you personally. So the word came, you enjoyed it, you made decisions, but as soon as you saw the person, it says, yet had he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, because of the word, Look, because of the preaching of the word, because of what you hear, persecution will arise. Tribulations will come your way. Because of what you hear. And last week, I think when we read our scripture of the week, I was sharing with you that it is the enemy's effort to always steal your faith. And so when a word comes in your life that you are going to stand on to make a decision, persecution will arise. When you seem to now be in it and now you understand and you want to really serve God and be serious with God, you see that your schedule is changed. You see that immediately the word has come, your rent is increased. There was a brother in this church who came and gave a powerful testimony. How blessed he was in this church and how the Lord has blessed him and how the word has blessed him, and immediately he gave that testimony. The following week, the increase is rent. And the brother, since then, has not been able to come to church. Because now the brother says, I have to work Sundays. Amen. So, because of the word, persecution will arise. And by and by, he's offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. Say choke the word. Choke the word. Do you understand choke? <laughs> it choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, so the, this is the part where the seed falls on good ground. And then you receive it. You walk with it. You continue in it. And the fruit that will bring forth, in some it can be 30-fold. So you see that you are in a church. You weren't so serious. You just will come. Somebody invited you. You came. But you came to like the message. You like the church. And then after a while, you see that you are becoming committed. That is 30%. Do you see? 30%. You have become committed. And then as time goes on, as you continue in, and the word comes, and the word is planted, and the word is planted, with time, you go to 60%. There are some of you who bring forth 60%. Amen. Amen. So this is the person who is just not, not only committed to the church as a member, but this person now is grown to be a shepherd. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So then you continue on and continue on and continue on. And as the word continues to increase in your life, you see that now you are moving to 100%. That is when you are giving it all to Christ. These are the ones who are endeavoring to become do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But I see all of you striving, striving to bring forth 100%, 100-fold of fruit. Amen. 100-fold of fruit. So last week, we shared some few lessons from this scripture. Last week, we laid a foundation that this is a scripture, this is a parable that Jesus used to illustrate a message that is preached to Christians. Now you realize that in this parable, everyone will find himself or herself in this scripture. Everyone can include, there is, you see, Jesus was a very powerful preacher. He, pre- he preached this simple message and it included the entire congregation. And last week we said that the 25%, of the 25% which bringeth forth fruit, a third of them are ones that bring forth 100%. That means if the word is going to have effect, no matter how well I preach, only one-eighth of you will receive the word and bring forth 100-fold. One-eighth of you, which is how many percentage by calculation? We calculated it and we say it's 8.3333%. Do you remember? Yes. Yes. So I was encouraging you to include yourself in the one-twelfth of the congregation that bring forth hundredfold. Include yourself. Amen. Amen. Now we said that some of the lessons we said was that one, it serves as encouragement to pastors. This parable serves as an encouragement to pastors. That no matter how well you preach, only a fourth of the congregation will receive the word and bring forth fruit from the message. Only a quarter of the congregation, look at how many of you are here. Only a fourth of you will bring forth a hundredfold. Ask your neighbor, what happened to the rest? Say, I am part of the fourth. I don't know about you, but I am part of the fourth. Amen. So when a pastor preaches, and you see that only a quarter of the congregation received the word and they brought forth fruit, you should not be sad. Wow. Because as powerful as Jesus is, 
When he preached, only a quarter of them brought forth fruit. Amen. Very much of an encouragement. Number two, we said that majority of the people do not respond positively to the word of God. Majority of the congregation will not respond positively to the word of God. Amen. And that people will receive the word, but they will not respond positively. Only a quarter of you will respond positively. That means only a fourth of you will allow the word to affect you. The rest of the congregation, you will give reasons why the pastor is preaching the message. You will say, oh, because we told him about this story, that is why he is using me to preach. Oh, because he's a man, that is why he's talking like that. Amen. Oh, he has not married for a long time. That's why he's talking like that. Amen. But I've been married for a while. Amen. So we said that we are God's garden. We are God's garden. Do you remember? We said another lesson that we learned from this is that God sees us as a garden. God sees you as a garden. Hallelujah. You are God's garden. And what God is doing with the preaching of the word is that he's planting seeds and he's removing unwanted weeds from you. And ultimately, what God wants is a beautiful garden. Ultimately, what God is going to give you is a beautiful garden. So he is planting the word of God as seeds. He says the sower went out to sow. What the sower did was sowing the word of God. And that is what preachers do. We sow the word of God. Hallelujah. We sow the word of God. Now, I want to give you a fourth one. Are you ready for a fourth one? Or we went through a fourth one. We said preaching is sometimes sowing and other times watering. Did I give you that? That preaching is sometimes sowing and other times watering. Wonderful. So when the word of God is sown, there are other times that when you hear it, sometimes a message is repeated. Its intention is to come as watering. The intention of the message is to water what was sown. Sometimes when we begin a series, you see that we will go over what we shared the week before. The intention is to water what was sown. Hallelujah. Because there are forgetful hearers. People forget. Even you forget a name. A name that somebody tells you, you forget. So if I sit you down and I preach to you for about 45 minutes, the likelihood that you are going to remember all the things I shared with you is very slim. James chapter 1 and verse 21. James chapter 1 and verse 21. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. The Bible is amazing. <laughs> it says, Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. And receive with meekness the engrafted word 
which is able to save your souls. The engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. The engrafted word, the engrafted word. Now, engrafted means planted. Engrafted means something that is sticking. It's, it's sticking. It's not, it doesn't fall and, and then it jumps off. Have you seen a duck that you pour water on the duck before? If you pour water on a duck, the duck just shakes itself like this. And so a lot of Christians are like that. You are like the, the back of a duck. When water falls on you, you just shake it like this, and then the water is gone. So when the word comes, it falls on you, and you just shake it like this. You have a lot of reasons to shake the word. And it doesn't bring forth fruit. It says the engrafted word, the planted word, is the one which is able to save your souls. Verse 22, but be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If you hear the word and you don't do it, you think you are deceiving me. You see, the people told Joshua, they said, they, um, they, they told um, Jeremiah, they said, the word that we have heard, we won't do it. You see, and they think they are deceiving the pastor. It says, we know that the word came from God, but we won't do it. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. He says, if you, are, if you hear the word of God and you don't do it, you are likened to a man who looks at a mirror and sees his image, his natural self. A woman who looks in the mirror and sees her natural self without makeup, without special hair, without special eyebrows, without special lipstick, nothing. You see yourself. That means that the word of God, when you hear it, it reflects who you really are. You can see yourself in the word. No polish, no makeup, not just the way you are. You see that the word came to you directly. Do you understand? That when you hear the word of God, you say, mm, how many of you have felt like that before? You say, mm, this is me. This is me. So, you see, now when you hear it, that is what the word of God does. When the word of God comes and you find yourself in a, in a message, when you find yourself in the word, it is a great blessing. It is a great blessing. But you see, it becomes a blessing only in one way. You want to see it? So he said, For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. That means he saw he, the word came and he really realized himself in it. But he leaves and he goes, and straightway he forgets that this was my natural self painted in the word. Those are the ones who say, Preach to them, give it to them. Ah, Reverend, I wish they had come. Tell them, tell them. Never, they never see their natural self in the message. They say, tell them, preach to them, give it to them. A pastor one time went to church. I'm told that, you know, there was a cantankerous church member. And the pastor prepared a message. And the pastor preached the message. Powerful message. And the pastor was hoping that the man would see himself. 
in the message. At the end of the message, the, the man came to shake the pastor and say, wow, pastor, in fact, today, you gave it to them really well. He says, in fact, today you gave it to them really well. So then one day, it rained. And all the church members could not come to church. And the only person who came was this man. So then the pastor started the message again. The same message. And preached it powerfully and powerfully. At the end of the service, the guy came and said, mm, Pastor, what a word. Today you preach. Only if they had come. <laughs> Only if they had come. Ah, what a blessing it would have been to them. You see, he does not see himself in the image. He says, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continued therein. That means he heard, he went out, he went to the car, he sat in the car, continuing in the word, went home, still continuing in the word. He says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Say, this man. This man. man. Point to your neighbor and say, this man. man. No, 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 no. You are pointing to yourself. Show your neighbor. Say, this woman or this man. This woman or this man shall be blessed in her deed. Or in his deed. Hallelujah. That is the person who is blessed. You see, when we preach and you come and say, I was blessed. You are not blessed. I like to hear that you are blessed. Fine. But a real blessing is the one who heareth the word, who looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continuing therein. He not being a forgetful hearer, making all attempts not to forget what he heard. Now, the way to do that, our human flesh, a body, the way to do that is to continue to listen to it again. Not being a forgetful hearer means hear it again and hear it again. Otherwise, you'll forget. Amen. If you really want to be blessed, you want to hear the message again. That is why in this church, we liberalize the messages. We give them to everyone who wants to hear. Amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Joshua chapter 1, verse, okay. from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Isn't that a great blessing? What a mighty blessing. This is God's word. This is God's promise to enlarge your territory, to give you a large territory, to give you a good business, to give you a good marriage, to give you a good career.
He said, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. No one can fire you from your job. No boss will fire you. You will leave the job on your own and say, I have another one and I'm, I'm resigning. You will not be fired. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Amen. For unto these people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be thou strong. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. All of it. Oh. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn off from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Then he says, this book of the law, this book of the law, the Bible, the word of God. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. When? Day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. If you don't do that, you will forget it. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then, it's only then that thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. How many of you want to prosper? You see, it does not matter, it does not matter what promises God has given you. It does not matter, you see, God is the one that beginning, he says, Anywhere that your foot will tread, it belongs to you. Large territory, the nations he's going to give you. But then he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Let's read that, this particular verse in the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. He says, this book of the law this is my command. This is my command. Is that correct? This is the New Living Translation? Okay, very good. It says, study this book of instructions every now and then. Beloved, I'm giving you a secret to prosperity. I'm giving you a secret to success. A great secret to success. God has plans for you. God has made certain plans for you. He's given you the land. He's given you the territory. But the way to take it, it says, study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then, will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Only then. 
Only then. It's only when you observe to do what is written in it. Now, if you look on the previous scripture, the same chapter, it says, be strong. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions. Be strong and courageous. Sometimes it takes courage to obey the word of God. Be strong and courageous. It is the the only condition that will cause you to have success and prosperity. To obey the word of God. Many people are doing all kinds of things. And prospering. They don't have success. Many people are attempting a whole lot of things. And it, it seems that as you calculate it and you put things together, you know that this is going to be really prosperous. But it's not prospering. It's because they are not meditating on the word of God. Wow. Not day, not night. You don't do your quiet time in a day. You don't do your quiet time in a night. Not meditating on the word of God. It says, this shall not depart out of thy mouth. Hallelujah. Today I want to give you one more and then we will close. The one that I want to give you here is number five. Some people have things in their lives which are fighting the word of God as it comes. Some people have things in their lives which the word of God as it comes. You see, verse 22 in Matthew chapter 13, it says, verse, uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 22, you can go back to the King James Version. It says, He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. He that heareth the word and the care of this world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. The care of this world, the deceitfulness of, the, of riches, they choke the word. That means that the seed entered the ground, it began to grow, it took root, began to grow, but in the wrong environment. There are people who have things in their lives even before the word of God comes. There are people who have certain conditions in their lives even before the word of God comes. So it sowed the seed into good ground, but the environment is not conducive. They are surrounded by other things which are competing with the word of God. People are surrounded by other things which choke the word of God. These are the people who accept the word in their hearts. They accept the word in their hearts, but in the midst of thorns. They, they like what they are hearing. They understand what they are hearing, but there are other thorns in their lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you have certain friends whose advice and conversation choke the word of God. The word comes in your life. But certain advice and certain conversation, it chokes the word of God. You are surrounded by all these tongues. And so you become unfruitful. It appears as if you enjoy the word. It appears as if the word is taking roots in you. But we give it a little time and it chokes the word. Because there are so many tongues that are in your life. Hallelujah. For any garden to flourish, if any garden is going to do well, 
the thorns must be plucked out. You have to remove the thorns. If you are going to flourish, the thorns that are in your life, they must be plucked out. Hallelujah. Now, thorns, thorns are special types of weed. They are a type of weed. Do we eat thorns? Do we decorate our homes with thorns? We don't. They are unwanted plants or unwanted, unwanted growth in the garden. Do you understand what I'm saying? Thorns are difficult to remove. Amen. You know, of all the weeds, it's amazing that Jesus used thorns to illustrate this parable. Thorns represent the things in your life that are hurting you. The things in your life that are hurting you. But they are also painful to remove them. It is painful to touch them to remove them. They are hurting you, but you cannot remove them. Hallelujah. You know that they are not good. Some of you have certain friends, you know that they are not good. You know that by their conversation, they are not good. And you know that any time you have conversations with them, it chokes the word of God in you. They are hurting you. You know they are not good. But you see, it's so difficult to rid of such friends. It pricks you. There are thorns in your life. You have surrounded yourself with all these thorns. And so the word of God has no fruit bearing in your life. You don't like my message. That is what is on the menu today. I am preaching my message. Hallelujah. Your life is filled with all these thorns. These are people who advise you. You see, when you want a garden to be beautiful, you're going to have to pluck out these thorns. You're going to have to remove these thorns. You see, they will be difficult to remove. They will be difficult because as you are touching it, it's pricking you. It's, they are thorns. They are thorns. But you have to remove them from your life. If you want to be fruitful, if you want a beautiful garden, if you want the garden to be beautiful, if you want the good seeds to start bringing up beautiful flowers, you're going to have to remove these thorns. Because they will choke the word of God. They will choke the good seeds. Hallelujah. They will choke the good seeds. Because they are thorns. They have pricks. They have spikes. They are difficult to remove. It is a long-term relationship. Very difficult to get rid of. But it is choking the word that is in your life. And it has made you unfruitful. Nothing that you do is beautiful. God wants you to have a beautiful garden. God wants to build for you a beautiful garden. But all the thorns are growing. And so the good seeds that are sown, the thorns, he says, the thorns, they, 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 as the seeds are coming up, the thorns choke. They choke them. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you know, you don't really enjoy their conversation. You don't really enjoy their company. But you can't rid of them. You cannot get rid of them. Some of you have old boyfriends that you can't get rid of. Boyfriends that you are sleeping with. You can't get rid of him. Because you are afraid you are going to miss that joy, that sleeping. He said, so if I get rid of him, who is going to make me happy? 
Where, where, where am I going to have my joy from? So you see, there are thorns. You know it's not good. It is a thorn. It's not good. But you can And so, you see, you come and then the word is preached. You receive it. And you plan. But you see, as it's growing, the thorns choke it. It chokes it. Amen. Some of you have girlfriends that they cook for you. You say, eh, I'm single. I don't, I don't, why am I going to get good food to eat? It chokes the word. These are tongues in your life. And it does not allow the word of God to bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. Some of you have family members. Family members who give worldly counsel. Very worldly, evil counsel. Some of you, they give counsel from their minds. And these are the ones that you have surrounded yourself with. Hallelujah. They say, young woman, you are getting old. Why don't you find a man and just have your children? You see, that is evil counsel. Have, your, have, have, have a man sleep with anyone. Just have, it's not children you want. Have children. That is evil counsel. But you see, such are the people who are around you. These are the ones who counsel you. Or you have not heard that before. Hallelujah. But as long as they are in your life, no matter how well we preach, you become unfruitful. No matter how well a preacher will preach, you will become unfruitful. There's so much potential in you if only you can remove the thorns in your life. There is so much that God can do in you. So much beauty that can come out of you if only you can remove those thorns in your life. They are thorns. They are thorns. Sometimes a job becomes a thorn that chokes the word of God. Amen. I don't know how you're going to do it, but the thorns must go. I said the thorns must go. Say to your neighbor, the thorns must go. Say they must go. They must go. You know what we do with tongues? We do everything we can to get rid of them. We spray them. We cut them. We weed them. We uproot them. We do everything. It's pricking us. It's poking us. But we want to get rid of them. Because we want to be fruitful. We want to be fruitful. We want to be fruitful. There are tongues that must be removed. You, after your conversation with them, you cry. You, you know that you are not happy being with such a tongue. You know that you are not happy. I said, there's so much that God wants to do in your life. The tongues must go. I said, the tongues must go. The tongues must go. Joshua took the word of God so seriously when God advised him. You see, you have to, you have to be strong and courageous to obey the word of God. You have to be strong and courageous. There are certain friendships you have to be strong to break it. And courageous. You have to break it. You have to break it. You can't continue on because you become unfruitful. Say to your neighbor, unfruitful. You become unfruitful. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. Some relationships will be difficult to break. Some relationships you have been with the person for a long time. You know the person from way back. You have been sleeping with this person for many years. You really enjoy the company. 
but certain relationships they must go. I said they must go. The tongues must go. The tongues must go. Hallelujah. Look at Joshua. When the Lord told him, he says, be courageous. He says, listen, it is not easy to obey the word of God. But it's the only way that you are going to prosper. It is the only way that you are going to be fruitful. It is not courageous. It takes courage. It takes strength. It takes boldness. So Joshua said, he says, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day. Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, as for me, say, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We will serve the Lord. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't care how long I have known you, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't care what you have done for me before, but when it comes to me and my God, I will choose him before you. I don't care what you think. I don't care what is the relationship. I don't care how good you have, you have been. I don't care the past, but when it comes to God and my relationship, I will choose to serve the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Our time is up. Stand to your feet. We will continue next time. Oh, we are grateful to the Lord. We are thankful to the Lord. We give you glory, oh Lord. We give you honor. We praise you for who you are. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for delivering us, oh God, from these tongues that choke the word in us. Deliver us, oh God. Let the word have effect. Let the word bring forth fruit, oh God. Father, we avail our heart. We are ready to bring forth fruit. We are ready to bring forth fruit. We thank you, O Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, O Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory and we give you honor. In the name of Jesus. And I will, I will rise. Set us free. Deliver us. Oh, here I am waiting. Abide in me. Abide in me. I pray. Here I'm longing for you, Lord. Here I am Your love. 
I wanna know you, Lord. May I know Jesus more and more, more and more. Come, oh yes, Lord. Come, live in. Come and live in me. thankful and grateful for your word we thank you O Lord that you deliver us in such a special way Father the word of God is like a two edged sword Father when it comes oh God it pricks our hearts but Lord we avail our hearts to you let our hearts be in your hand like a clay we pray oh God remold our hearts may we not be hearers of the word only Father, may we not be like them that hear the word and take offense to the word. But may we be doers of your word. For you say, if that we shall hear your word, if we shall hear the law of liberty and continue therein, you say, this man, such a man, is blessed in his deed. Father, may we be such men and women who hear the word, continue in it, and are blessed in their deeds. We are grateful to you. Lord, let our life become a garden in you. Pluck out every weed. Pluck out every thorn. And sow the good seed of the word of God in our lives. And we ask that our hearts become that good ground that receive the word and bring forth fruit. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are here this afternoon. You want to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, Wherever you are, please lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful. We give you glory and we give you honor. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We give you praise. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats. You may be seated. Wonderful. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.